Never ask a girl who's eating Nutella straight out of the jar how she's doing. Hey guys, uh, welcome to Art of the Misfit podcast. I'm Megan Triton. I appreciate everyone being so patient with me. Our guest for today, she asked me to hold off on releasing her episode, which is totally fine. So yesterday I was like, hey, you know what, Megan? You have an hour. Go ahead and record. Well, I did. And I decided I would record it uh, on video too. When I went to go upload it, it was not saved. And I'm not sure if he'd even recorded, which is super annoying, but it's okay because I didn't really think it was that great of an episode anyway. So I started Art of the Misfit as a blog. Art of the Misfit is a blog. Okay. Uh, I wasn't really having a good time last year. I was going through a lot of mental stuff and I was looking online for people who were like me. 32 years old, unmarried, no kids, not a homeowner. Don't know if I have any interest in being a homeowner, but I couldn't find anything that was relatable to the way that I felt. So I created Art of the Misfit to be a refuge for millennials. Originally, I was like, oh, I'm going to make a, a, a blog for women. No, no, no. That's just, it's too generic. It's too, that's just not me. Okay. So Art of the Misfit is a millennial refuge for people that need to get away from societal norms. That societal pressure, it catches up to you. And I didn't, if you told me that last year, I'd be like, no, like I can just brush it off. It, it got really heavy for me. So I started Art of the Misfit as a blog, and then I was on the Flannels and Finances podcast with Vincent Sanchez and Oscar Messenger. And when some of my friends heard that, they were like, you need to start a podcast. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. I'm already going through a 30s life crisis with a blog. I'm not doing a podcast. And then I got to thinking, you know what? If there's one thing that I'm good at, it's talking. So here we are today. I appreciate you for joining me and listening in. Again, I apologize for the delay. If anybody was waiting on pins and needles for me to release this episode, I'm not sure. So I am seeking out to interview other misfits, people like me that just don't fit in, right? I I really don't fit in. Um, I can't explain that in a, a short way, but I will soon. So um, I will in a few minutes. So I'm interviewing millennial misfits, entrepreneurs, and trailblazers. I'm inviting people onto the show. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. So I know that I have a lot of questions, so I am opening up my platform to make sure everybody else gets that answer too. Uh, gets the answers that they're looking for. So because I am an entrepreneur myself, I recommend speeding up this podcast, put the show on one and a half to two times speed. If you don't know how to do that, well, hey, you're a millennial, you know how to use Google. Just click on where it says one with an X on it. If you're on Spotify or Apple, I can't really help you with the other platforms. I apologize, uh, but speed it up to one and a half to two times speed because your time is valuable. My time is valuable. That's how I personally listen to my own podcasts. So why would I recommend that to you as well? So I 
posted a lot on Instagram. I always do. I've always been really obsessed with social media since MySpace days. Live Journal, Zanga talked about that in the last episode. Nothing's changed. I love social media. Don't expect me to let up on it anytime soon. But I posted on Instagram because I wanted feedback. And when you post a question on Instagram or, you know, Facebook or, or anywhere, you don't know if you're going to get the answers to the questions that you're asking. You don't know if you're going to get any feedback. And oftentimes, you know, I was like, when I started the podcast, I was like, no one's going to listen to this. Okay. I was like, nobody's going to listen, but it's going to be great. But nobody's going to listen. I got so much feedback when I asked you guys what you want to hear, who you want to see. Uh, do you want to see video? It was like, um, I can't remember the exact percentage. I would have to find my oh i'm recording on my phone um i would have to pull up the um uh, the story and see what the percentage was but it was like an overwhelming amount of people that said yes megan we want to see video which blows my mind because when i listen to a podcast i'm for damn sure not watching the video not i'm not doing it uh one of my buddies he reached out to me and let me know that there's actually a science behind watching people while they're listening too. I, I should have I should have wrote that down before I started recording. Again, this is a kind of a last minute jump on here. I think all of the things that I do might be a little bit last minute. I think I work best that way anyway. But what he said was really interesting. So if you want to Google that too, like I said, you're a millennial, you know how to do internet. Yeah, there's science behind video and, uh, and uh, audio. So when I went on Instagram, I asked you, you know, what you want to what you want to hear, who you want to see. I got a few responses asking me to discuss finance. I am not I am not the one to talk to about finance. So I am bringing Vincent Sanchez from the Flannels and Finance podcast onto the Art of the Misfit podcast. And I will dive deep into finance because I myself have hundreds of questions when I was uh, when I was in my early 20s, I decided I was going to be a personal trainer and I was a coach for various sports. Um, and I was also I did a private like one on one training. OK, I made a lot of money. I made a lot of money. And what happened? I blew it every single penny, every single last penny. I blew it all of it. And you'd think I would learn the first time, but no, I, I did the same thing for years. <laughs> Everybody I made, I spent it. So like I said, I, am, I have been very irresponsible with finance in the past. Now I like to think that things are getting better because now I am uh, trial and error, baby, trial and error. But I've also learned a lot about finance and that's through uh, books and podcasts. So um, here we are today. So I'll tell you a little a little personal story about how I destroyed my finances and then how I, well, I think finances are something that are revolving, um, but they're always, always looking up, always looking up. So back in 2016, I had to get out of a very toxic, bad situation and I moved back in with my parents and I slept on a blow up mattress in my dad's office and hearing that sounds like, oh my God, Megan's life was falling apart. It wasn't. I was happy. I was. I, 
I was happy, but I was dead broke. I had to start over. I had, I had made $9,000 that year in 2016. Dead broke. I left, I left my job that I was working at to take a huge pay cut. I was dead broke. Holiday time came around. Okay, holiday time came around and I was like, oh my God, I don't have any money for gifts. What am I gonna do? So I was, I really wanted to get my mom something special though. And she really likes Mackenzie Child. It's this designer who uses this like checker design. It's, it's very specific. It's very specific to Mackenzie Child's, this checker design. So I went into Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus is a very um, expensive store. It's an expensive store. I have become accustomed to shopping there and this is why. So I walk into Neiman Marcus and I'm like, oh my God, I can't afford anything here. Like everything's really fucking expensive. So I'm like, okay, but I really want to get my mom something from Mackenzie Childs. So I'm walking around their tiny little home department. It's like this tiny little section. I'm sure in other Neiman Marcuses, they're much more impressive, but this specific store had a very small uh, home section. And I see this Mackenzie Childs teapot. My mom doesn't cook. She probably doesn't make tea. Maybe, you know, every every once in a while. I'm sure she knows how. It's just that she almost set the house on fire once. Like, she's like, I'm not cooking. Like, I, I'm out. I'm not doing it. Luckily, my dad's a fantastic cook. But anyway, so I see this tea kettle, this Mackenzie Child's tea kettle. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can afford that. <laughs> I probably couldn't. But, like, I probably had just enough money to buy it. So I'm like, oh my God, this is just going to look so cute in their kitchen. That's my, that's my thought process. Fuck the tea. My mom's going to have a cute ass teapot in her kitchen that she doesn't use. So I buy the tea, uh, the, the tea kettle. Is it a teapot or a tea kettle? Details. So I, I buy the tea kettle and I'm, uh, I'm at the checkout and the woman asks, you know, they always ask. They, she was like, do you want to open up a Neiman Marcus credit card? Whatever. It's called an in-circle, I think or she said, do you want to use your card today? And I was like, I don't have one. Do you want to open one? So I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I had a credit card from the Marine Corps, but I never used it. So I had this one credit card that I never used. So she's like, oh, we can see if, if you get approved today, you can actually use it today. I'm like, I can. (gasps) Oh my God. That's like free money. Credit cards are not free money. So I get approved for this credit card. I think it was like a $3,000 limit or something. I maxed out the card that same day, maxed out the whole credit card. I got approved right there in the store. No, I had a $2,000 credit credit limit. That's that's not right. 3000 is somewhere else, which we'll get to in a moment. So I maxed out the card same day, Neiman Marcus. That was my first experience with, with credit cards and completely fucking my finances. So that I'm like, oh my God, if I have like, if I have this credit card, maybe I can go to Bloomingdale's and get a credit card. Bloomingdale's is my favorite store. It has like this black and white tile floor that just, I, that's my favorite thing in the world is the black and white tile floors, but it's like these giant slabs of tile and the lighting is good. The salespeople don't like hover over you. You know, if you go into an expensive store, they're like, can I help you? Can I help you? You can help me by not talking to me. Just get the fuck away from me. Let me shop, right? I'm not going to steal anything. Just get away from me. So anyways, I love Bloomingdale's because they leave you alone and they always have good stuff and it's my favorite store. So I go over to Bloomingdale's 
right? It's in the same mall. And I go over to Bloomingdale's and I'm like, oh my God, I can't afford anything. But maybe if I buy something, they'll ask me if I want to get a store card. So I I probably bought like a lipstick or something like $10, $15, something like that. And sure enough, do you want to use your, your Bloomies card today? I had a loyalist card, which is like if you get like points or something, if you buy so much stuff uh, over time. So I I was like, oh my God, can I get a credit card? Like I, I didn't say that, but I was like thinking like, oh my God, can I get a credit card here too? I'm like, who I'm pushing my luck, but let's try it. I don't know. I didn't really even understand what credit was, like a credit score. I didn't understand how that worked. Not yet. So uh, so we open or so I get approved for the Bloomingdale's card and I'm like, no way, I'm rich. I didn't understand that with credit cards, it's not like if I give you $5 and I say, okay, pal, pay me back by Tuesday. That's not how credit cards work, right? They gain interest. I didn't know what interest was. I learned that the hard way too. So I, I get my Neiman Marcus card and my Bloomingdale's card on the same day, max both of them out same day. This had to be like 20 minutes flat. So then I, I'm like on cloud nine thinking I'm rich. I'm like holding all these expensive like shopping bags, carrying all this stupid expensive shit that nobody needs. Nobody needed anything that I was buying. Then I was like, this is back when Henry Bendel was still around or Henri Bendel, if you want to get French and politically correct. So I love Henry Bendel. It was closed, I think, in 2018. It was like this really cute designer, really high-end pieces, but they were more affordable than the like big designers like Chanel or Dior. Okay. So I walk into Henry Bendel and Henry Bendel had a very specific scent. And the the scents that they had were always just above any other smell that you can possibly fathom. I, I can't even I can't even explain this. It like it made you feel some type of way. Okay. So I couldn't afford right. I couldn't even afford uh, I think it was like an $80 tea kettle or something. I, I had really I had no money, no money. So I think I was making like $400 a month or something. Some no, had to be less than that had to be less than that. So um, I walk into to Bendel's and I was like, okay, I really can't buy anything, but I'm going to try to get this $15 candle and then see if they offer me a store card. Wow. <laughs> How pathetic is this? Okay. So I get approved for the Bendel's card and that had the $4,000 limit. Okay. I did not max that one out. Probably, I think the only reason that I didn't max it out is because I didn't find enough that I liked that day. Eventually, it did end up getting maxed out. So 2020 comes around and I've got all of these maxed out credit cards just pulling my credit score down, like just totally pulling my credit score down, which is fine. Like I didn't need a credit score at the time um, and I still didn't understand how credit scores worked. So uh, it's 2020. I'm 30 years old and I'm like making good money. And I'm like, why do I have this debt? Paid it off. Paid off my Bendel's card, Bloomies, and Neiman Marcus. Easy. Credit score shot up. I was home free. But over time, I've eventually, you know, created new debt. I think just like when I was talking uh, in last episode about anxiety and how when your home is cluttered, uh, which mine is still 
um, right now, but I don't care. But I think the finances were also like just having the knowing that number in the back of my head is still a debt that I owed. I was like panicking because I was like, oh, my God, why don't I pay this off? So I did that yesterday and I feel so much lighter. I don't know why I kept the debt. I, I think I was probably like, now nah, I'll just pay it later. I'll just pay it later. I'll put more money into my business, more money into my business. So there you go. So like I said, I have been incredibly financially irresponsible and finance does not boil down to a dollar amount. It boils down to a behavior. It boils down to how, how you manage it and uh, what you do with it. And yeah, like I said, I'm not the person to talk to about finance. That That's it ain't me. Um, so I started this podcast, right? I want to go back to talking about this podcast. I looked at the numbers and the analytics on Tuesday and I am in shock. I'm in shock. I didn't think a single person would listen to what I have to say, right? Like I was like, nobody's going to listen to this. I have an upwards of a thousand listens, um, which just blows my mind. So I really appreciate you listening to Art of the Misfit podcast and helping me create this community. So with that being said, I do want to actually, real quick, let's, um, I want to let you know, I want to extend an offer to do advertisement. So if you are a small business, a company, charity, brand, or if you know of anybody with a small company, uh, charity, brand um, that needs advertisement or they are looking to align with someone like me, uh, send them over my way. Also, make sure you're sharing the podcast with people that you think would be interested. You know, um, I've been getting emails from like various mental health companies. I Listen, I've talked about this before. There was a time when I was very confused about what the hang up was with mental health. And I'm just going to be fully, let's lay this out. Okay. I was like, why do people be depressed? Like, why are they sad? Depression is not sadness. I mean, it's part of it. Sure. But that's not really what it is. So, you know, I asked my dad, I was like, dad, why do people be depressed when they can just be happy? And he was like, Megan's. That's not what it is. So, and I, I say that all the time because it, I think that's such a big, I think that's a powerful statement and a powerful realization looking back and then experiencing it because it puts you in a different perspective. It puts you in a new pair of shoes. It puts you in a new light. So when I opened up and started talking about this, I was, I really don't like talking about it, if I'm being honest. I think it's important to talk about it because there are people that are like how I was before I experienced this. Um, and it's just important to know that mental health is not a stigma. It's not a doesn't mean you're all fucked up. It doesn't mean that you're broken, you know. So there are people that think that, Um Unfortunately. So anyway, I've been getting these emails from I don't know like who or what to trust. Like I like open the email and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this because they're asking me like, oh, will you be a, a, a representative for our brand? Will you come and talk to this group of people? And I'm like, I don't know if I'm qualified to do that. Uh, you know, I 
yeah, I went through a, a tough time. Um, but I don't have, I'm not diagnosed with anxiety. I'm not diagnosed with depression. It's just the last year of my life has been uh, mentally challenging. And that's really what it is. I also had someone say to me, um, and this, this pisses me off. This really fucking pisses me off. Someone said to me, get over yourself. All of your problems are made up in your head. No fucking shit. That's exactly what mental health is. But it's not because you're stuck up on yourself. That's not what it is. But yeah, the problems are in your head. Mental health. Fucking idiot. So anyway, uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't know what to trust. I don't know what to believe. Like, all of this is just coming at me fast. I mean, the, the podcast, I think the first episode I debuted on... Caitlin Sidden's interview was April 13th, but, but I had to get two other episodes out before that for Google to, to verify me. So yeah, oh, today's May 13th. So the podcast is a little over a month old and I just, I'm like, I'm so happy that we're creating this community together. I want to start making sure that I'm interviewing people that are um, obviously millennials, 1981 to, wow, it's weird saying 1980s. It's weird. 1981 to 1996. Uh, but I want to make sure that I'm interviewing people that are going to be relatable, people that are going to, you know, share their stories honestly, which is exactly what we've been doing. And it just, I just want to make sure because my mom keeps sending me people to email and I'm like, no, 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 our, uh, our key audience is not in their 70s, mom. I love you so much, mom. You're fantastic. I love you. Thank you always for always helping me. Speaking of helping me, she is she, literally, she's so great. I'm just letting her do her mom thing right now because I need my mom, right? I, nothing's changed since Tuesday. I still have no I have effectively lost my shit. I just recorded a 40-minute episode for the second time in two days that was completely deleted or not saved. I don't know. I use one specific like editing platform, uploading platform, recording host for solos. And they fucked up two of my interviews before. So I only use them for solos now. And then I use a separate one for interviews. But I think I'm starting to realize that I need to ditch the solo host and just stick with, stick with one. Um, if you're like, Megan, why do you have two? Well, you know what? I'm brand new to podcasting and I want to dip my toes in the sand. Or is it water? I don't know what the saying is. You know what? You don't realize how much work goes into a podcast until you start podcasting. It takes probably like four or five hours per one episode. Had you told me that last month, who knows? I would still be here, but I think it's time. So I, I am definitely a one woman show in every sense of the word, everything that I do, every business that I have, it's just me. Everything that I do in my life, it's just me. But I am getting to a point where maybe, just maybe, I think it's time for me to admit that I need help. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait until after I move to to start looking into hiring people um, yeah. So, I mean, podcasting is a lot of work. So like I said, I am really appreciative of all the feedback that you're giving me. I am appreciative of you subscribing. 
make sure you subscribe to the show. I mean, I I post a lot on Instagram to to get you on here. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'll stop because that would be a lie, but it'll be easier for you to just subscribe to the show so then you don't miss an episode. Again, Tuesdays are solo episodes, right? I, I told you it's a misfit millennial journey. That would be me. So you can join me in figuring out life. Um, I say some pretty off the wall shit, and I've been told that plenty of times. Listen, just subscribe to the show. Give me a shoot me a five stars. It doesn't cost you anything, but it means everything to me. <laughs> um, yeah. So a Fridays before I was, I, this is the second time I've been interrupted today. So. Uh, Friday episodes are interview episodes. So again, I am interviewing misfits like me, entrepreneurs, trailblazers. We all have a story, right? Everyone has a unique perspective, a unique um, way of life, and I want to know more. So that's what that's what we're here for. If you have any advertisement ideas, if you have any questions for me, personal, professional, podcast, blog. If you'd like to pod, uh, be a feature on the blog or the podcast, reach out to me. DM me. Don't be scared. I'm all over social media, so it's it's not foreign to me. Uh, or you can also email me, Megan at artofthemisfit.com. If you send me any fucking weird shit, I'm coming for you. Don't send me weird shit. <laughs> okay, guys. I... Appreciate you, you know, taking in my hostility. I'm going to go take a walk. It's time. Okay, I'll see you again soon. 